As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Shoots Magoot. Shooter, what's up, dude? Not much. Feeling pretty miserable. The uh, rain's been coming down here for the last, like, four days, five days. I don't even know. I lost count. Changing in the seasons. My allergies are crushing me. I just got allergies for the first time, like the end of the summer. I've never had allergies before, and they are awful. It, it sucks. It was terrible. I've never had them. I thought I was like going to go through my whole life like, oh, don't got to worry about it. And I was so wrong. No, I'm, I'm pumping allergies in the, allergy meds in the morning, at night, just trying to get some sort of semblance of real life. It's brutal. And I'll tell you what, though. You've got a nice life ahead of you because a doctor once told me that your body changes every six years. I developed allergies when I was like 21. I've gone through, I guess, one six-year period since then. I've got another one coming up in two years, so I'll let you know in two years. But right now, struggling. Struggle bus, population, me. Well, nice public service announcement. Every six years, you can look forward to something going wrong. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But um, I had a pretty great week. I don't know about you, but um, we had a couple of really cool moments this week. Uh, First and foremost, we have to give a shout out to... Our guy, Zach Peter. Yeah. For anybody that watched Rob Hut tonight, I was blown away because I looked up at the screen and all of a sudden, Zach was on Bravo. I was like, holy shit. I literally said out loud, holy shit. And at that moment, you texted me, holy shit. Yeah, I was walking back from grabbing a snack. Saw that. <laughs> like, jeez. It was pretty cool. So, well done, Zach. Fellow Brav bro. We, we uh, really enjoyed seeing you on the screen. That was cool. But um, another really cool moment is we had... One of our listeners sent us hats. Oh, yeah. And they have like, I'm wearing it right now, and I'll post it later and give you a shout out. But um, she made these awesome like leather patch hats with bra bros on the front. So we have our first merch ever was not made by us. Um, but we really appreciate it. The hats are dope. We love them. Thank you so much for making them for us. Valerie, um, you can find her. And you can find her um, Etsy shop at renandolivelaserco.etsy.com. Give her a follow on Instagram at renandolivelaser. And this isn't even an ad. This is just, it was an awesome thing. We really appreciate what you did for us. So um, go give Valerie a follow. Thank you so much for the hats. They're dope. I'm going to wear mine all the time. My wife said she's probably going to steal it. So I might only wear it for another day or two. But we love hats. We love hats. Big hat guys here. And um, what are you more like a, a forward hat guy or a backwards hat guy? I've developed into a forward hat guy recently. Do you think that's an age thing? I think it is an age thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't see myself being like 40 with a couple of kids running around with a backwards hat. Sometimes maybe. But I don't know. I think I'm a forward hat guy now. I think I'm like 50-50 forward backwards. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know if I'll ever get rid of the backwards. I might be that creepy older dad with like the backwards hat on. Well, if you that, like, look good up. though, like if you dress well, I look and great. You look put together, and you have a backwards hat, I think it's fine. But yeah, I mean, if you're like rocking a full sweatsuit and you got a backwards hat, and you're like 50 years old, <laughs> it might look a little weird. I'll talk to you when I'm 50 in a sweatsuit. We'll see how I look. Yeah, but it was cool. Uh, I also got to watch my daughter play softball. It was. Um, on this team called the Dirt Divas, and it's like six-year-old softball, so it's like chaos, and it's hysterical, and she's got a great swing. But I got a bone to pick with 
six-year-old softball coaches, and I'm going to air this out here. Oh, this is great. My thought process about six-year-old softball is for every kid on the field to move around and gain experience with the game of softball, with learning, you know, how to be comfortable with a ground ball coming at you, learning how to be comfortable, like, on the right side of the field, the left side of the field, first base, whatever. So, like, most of the kids don't hit it that far, right? Like, they hit it, like, to the pitcher's mound or adjacent to the pitcher's mound. So they set up three people. There's a pitcher, there's somebody that plays, like, shallow first base, and somebody that plays shallow third base. The rest of the kids stand... Like, oh, like out in the base path and the ball doesn't go there. So they don't get any experience whatsoever. And it's very frustrating to watch because it's two kids that get all of the ground balls. No one else is learning anything. And I don't, I can't wrap my brain around it. So yeah, if, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Like, you're going to win the championship? Like, does that really matter? Can we teach these kids how to play? No, especially when everybody gets trophies anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's a whole different topic yeah. we can get into, but it just, it drives me nuts. I sit there and watch and like, I understand that there's going to be better players on different teams. I'm fine with that. That's not my gripe. By the way, my daughter is going to be a stud, so I'm not worried about yeah. that. But you're not going to get better if you're not like put in different positions on the field. It makes no sense to me. What are we out here doing? Like, this is not the fucking World Series, guys. Like, let everybody, and not just my daughter, like, put other people at third and first so that they can experience the game of softball as well, can grow as a player, develop, and see if they want to continue playing. And then you can't get mad at kids that are in the outfield, like, playing with the dirt, if the ball never goes out there. Especially when their name is the Dirt Divas. The Dirt Divas. So, like, who saw this coming? Six-year-old baseball softball coaches in Texas taking it a little too seriously. Yeah. You Not know. me. Ooh. <laughs> Just all I'm saying is let everybody play the game. It, 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 yeah. it grinds my gears. And I had to air that out because we have a platform in which we can do so. And there you go. If you're a six-year-old softball, baseball, soccer, football, any kind of coach, let everybody play multiple positions so they can learn the goddamn game yep. and learn if they want to play it in the future or not, please. And my biggest gripe, if you are a parent on the sideline of these games, shut the fuck up. You don't need to yell at your kid. You don't need to tell them how to play the game from the sideline. You don't need to give your two cents. You didn't do shit with your athletic career. Don't take it out on your child. <laughs> <laughs> well said. In honor of Lisa's son, instead of saying fuck tonight, I'm going to try to say fudge. <laughs> For the entirety of the episode. I'm going to try to say fudge. All right. I, I think I, I have faith in you. I think you can do it. I don't know. It sounds pretty fucking hard, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but we had a relatively slow week in the Bravo world. We have a lot of shows coming to an end. It was the season finale of Southern Charm, season finale of Beverly Hills. So I don't know if they're like saving a couple of bombs for next week. I feel like we're going to get some stuff stirred up in social media as the reunion gets near. But as far as this week goes... Um, we did have a little drama out of OC. I guess Vicky is making claims that somebody had an affair. Like, I think she did. And the article that I read was super vague. It didn't say exactly which husband she was talking about or exactly which housewife's husband she was talking about. But it came out that the claims were completely untrue. And it was just her making a last ditch effort to try to get onto the show and actually have a full time role. Now, we've later found out and we've seen that she's been filming with some of the people that are on the show. She was with Tamara. She was with Taylor. So she's going to be in there, I guess, as a friend of is what we're finding out. But she wanted a mainstay role. And it just keeps coming back to, to the ultimate girl's trip. 
I, look at me. I, I almost said the F word there. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, you can say it. Pull you it just have to say out. fudge. I want it to be like emphatic when I do it. You know, okay. I want it to come out when it makes sense. Like I don't a hard just, fudge. Yeah, we're not sailors here. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Sailing the seas of Bravo. But yeah, it's, it is kind of weird. And you see it with Teddy all the time. And Teddy talks about anything she can get her hands around just to try to get some sort of press. Just to get some sort of, you know, vibe around her that might want to have bravo bring her back and it's just not going to happen nobody wants her back nobody cares vicky's a little bit different there are a lot of vicky stands out there just because she's og but i mean ultimate girls trip like i again i said she'd be okay as a friend of i just don't want to see them that much so i'm not surprised by this news whatsoever do you think that this news will help her to gain that role no you don't no you don't think her faking it is grounds for her to fake it till you make it fake it till you make it at Honestly, if there was one industry that that would make sense in, it was probably Bravo after we see Lisa Renna this entire season. But Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I hope not, but it might. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. But um, we had some other drama out of Rabha. Um, we had Sutton posted on Instagram with Denise Richards. And then in the caption, it said, next time we need to invite Garcelle for a slumber party. Garcelle responds. I'm there. Do we have a new faction brewing? Are we getting the return of Denise Richards to Beverly Hills? And is this what we need to turn this show around? Because we saw the Fox Force 5 slip in tonight. We got some cracks in the foundation. So now's the time. Now is the time for Denise to come back. They go in on the Fox Force 5, break them apart. We win. They lose. All is well in Beverly Hills. Yeah, I mean, what would you rather see? And we could play this game. We'll play the would you rather. Okay. Would you rather Rinna out, Denise in, or someone like Diana out with Denise in? I don't think we can add another one. There's already too many as there is. But I don't think you can add Denise to the existing group no, right no, no, now. No. That doesn't work. There's too many storylines, too many things going on. Drop Diana and add Denise in there or drop Rinna. Or Dorit, I guess we can put them together. One of the one of the force fives. Replace her with Denise. I'm saying replace Rena with Denise. I think that makes the most sense. That's what I'd like to see the most. But Yeah, I have a butt too. If we get Diana and we've seen this. I mean, we've you and I have been on this pretty much since the beginning of the season. It took you a little bit longer to come around, but you've come around. People that was so are, patronizing. I know, but people are <laughs> starting to come around to the idea of Sutton, Garcelle, and Crystal are the ones that have run the show this thus far and have made this season good and at least watchable, while the rest of them have been intolerable. I agree. So I do kind of want to see... You could I, lump I, Kathy in there with those, those Yeah, all right, well. we'll throw Kathy in there. You can drop Diana, bring Denise in, have Denise join that team. It looks like she works pretty well with Sutton and Garcelle, which works. I don't know if Crystal would really like Denise, but we'll find out. I would be okay with them taking on Erica, Rinna, Dorit, and Kyle. Although we've seen Kyle kind of balancing She's between shifting. the two That's now. That's what I'm so. saying. Now is the time to strike. Yeah, but if we lose Rinna and then Kyle comes over, then it's really just Erica and Dorit. And Dorit, you know, Dorit's just going to go with Kyle. So then it's really just everybody against Erica. I don't want to see that. Well, my, my butt is Denise and Rinna are at odds. Mm-hmm. So Denise will put Rinna in her place. Yeah. So... Would I tolerate Rena for another season if I can watch Denise like go to war with her the whole time? Absolutely. Like that I will sign up for, especially if there is drama between the OG cast members and now they don't have Rena's back as much as they might have in the past. Like 
that's TV I will watch. Yes. So I think that she, I think Diana can go without much argument. Like she really, after a really shitty start, she kind of faded off into the distance. She hasn't done much in a long time. No. So I think that she's an easy, just like see you later. And that eliminates one entirely from the cast. And then, yeah, you can bring Denise back and Rinna. I would prefer if she fucks off. Oh, damn it. <laughs> there it is. If she fudges off, but I will watch her and Denise battle. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about this a couple different times where Bravo's just going to have to start taking one out, putting a new one in, taking one out, putting a new one in until something works and then you have a good main group to go forward with because I mean, we've seen it. These storylines are just getting stale and more stale and just keeps going. So that's what they're going to have to do. And Diana is completely, I'm fine with it. Like you said, she is the weakest link in this group right now. She's mm-hmm. done absolutely nothing. She had a terrible start to start off with. She was the quote-unquote villain for one episode and then went away. I don't really care about her anymore. I don't think she cares about the show either. Clearly, she wasn't even at the reunion. So move on from her. If you want to bring in a, a new face, that's fine. But then Rinna would have to go. The only, way that Rinna stays, yeah. the only way that Rinna would stay, in my mind, is if you get Denise first, Rinna. Yeah, that's the only way she stays and the only way that I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like that's pretty much it for the Bravo news. Um, which is fine because we have a shit ton to talk about tonight. Once again, we're not going back to Paris, although I did watch it again. Love the show. Please start watching it so we can start talking about it. Um, anyway, that takes us to Southern Charm. We wrapped it up. It was my first full season, and you were right. I enjoyed it. There was there was some parts that irritated me, and in the beginning, obviously, I had a lot more irritants, and you kept telling me just like bear with it, bear with it. Yeah. And eventually, I warmed up. You, you kind of learned to love the dynamic, and this is true of any Bravo show. And this is why we started the podcast and how we initially fell in love with Bravo is that eventually, if you watch these shows long enough, you will understand the pull and get pulled in. Agreed. Unless it's Dubai. Yeah, Dubai, no. But <laughs> well played, well played. Um, but I got sucked into Charleston. I liked the characters. I liked Austin. I liked Austin for the majority of the season. You were right about that. Craig and Paige were great to watch. Um, and then the rest of the cast, other than Shep, I mean, I, I enjoy them all for the most part. There's a lot of things that piss me off, but now I can look at it in a better light. This full season, rated out of 10. I'll give it a 7.7. Okay, I like that. 7.7 7 out of 10. It could have been better, but overall, I enjoyed myself pretty much the entire time. I think that's a genuine score, too. I like that you didn't cop out and give it a half point or go for a full point. No, no, no. Right in the middle. I yeah, like that. Yep, yeah. yeah. 7.7. One decimal 7. point's good enough. You didn't get too try hard. I like that. 7.7321. All right, nope. Try hard. Yeah, so this episode pretty much just gears up for Craig's party. I mean, we mm-hmm. get the starting of pages back. Uh, one thing that bothered me was Paige came out and she's like, oh, a charcuterie board. Everything was still covered in the wrappers. Like all the cheese was out there, but it was still like tucked in like the Whole Foods wrapper still. Yeah. I'm like, right, take it out. Like get it, you know, get it ready. Like we saw Whitney in um, Salt Lake City later. She prepped the whole thing. You take it apart. You cut up a little bit of cheese so it's easily accessible. I'm not going to sit there and unwrap some cheese and like take a bite out of a cheese block. Like where's the knife? Like, Wait, did Whitney prepare that charcuterie board no, or did the Craig catering did. service? No, no, no. Oh, this is going to be oh, tough. Uh, if we're crossing oh, damn it. Salt yeah. Lake with Southern Charm, we're going to run into some roadblocks. All right. Whitney, uh, who knows if she did? It doesn't really matter. I'm just We didn't see it. You're right. So maybe somebody else did. But still, 
she came over. It just bothered me for a second. You know, one of those little no, things I that agree. just pops up. I think if you're going to have people over, you need to prepare and plan accordingly. If yeah. they're getting there, then the cheese needs to be. I'm not, if I am hungry and if there's a party or something that I'm not going to eat that much during the day with the plan on eating everything when I get there and I'm starving when I walk in the door and the cheese is covered, oh, I'm livid. I'm, I'm angry. That is not a good recipe when it comes to Bravo because you know if they're initially angry and hangry, something's going to pop off. Yeah. And it didn't really this time. They did touch on, I wish we could see Craig tell Paige what happened with Naomi. Like, just kind of oh, like a yeah, boil over like, hey, Paige, this is what happened on our trip. Because I want to see her actual reaction. I don't want to hear about it afterwards when he says, oh, well, you know, like I uninvited Naomi. I told you that. I want to see him tell her that. Whatever, that's fine. I think Paige is correct in this sense that she convinces him to call Naomi and just say, look, use it as an olive branch. Invite her. You guys don't have to be copacetic. It's fine. But I think Paige is starting to learn the Southern hospitality that you and I have kind of talked about. And we're like, we don't really get it. But yeah, Naomi can come. All of her friends are coming. You don't want to alienate her from the group. It's happened like six or seven times in this season with Vanita, with Catherine, with Naomi, and it's and with Madison, and it's like kind of brutal to watch because they are all of their friends are all in that group, and it's like a weird Venn diagram of this person's friends of this, this person's not, whatever. They all just kind of have to be together and learn how to be in the same room, or don't, but still be in the same room for the sake of the TV show. Right, just don't talk. Like you can be in a room and not talk about anything or talk shit on the other person. Like just you do your thing, you do your thing. It's mm-hmm. not that difficult, but. I want to see that conversation with Craig and Paige for a different reason. I want to see how Craig tells the story of what happened. Oh, you know he spins it. Oh, he for wasn't sure. that drunk. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I, I would love to see that side of it and like then see Paige's response. Agreed. But I 100% agree. I think that Paige was super cool about this. I think she's 100% correct. It's so much easier to just like squash it and move the fuck on. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. No. Move the fuck on. I can do this. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> move the fudge on we get a funny comment from patricia as madison and naomi come over because she got shambongs have you ever done a shambong no i i think i may have done it with a mimosa before but it doesn't really appeal to me that's a no me neither it just seems like drinking out of a straw really fast and a like, glass of champagne yeah, and I don't really think the champagne's the thing that you want to take down quickly. I it's hated very bubbly. Yeah, no thing. I hated champagne when I drank. Yeah, it's like I have friends that want to shotgun like white claws. Like, why? I've never had one. I don't. I don't know how yeah, that no, would it's, be. It's just super carbonated and a little bit of fruit in it. So it the carbonation itself. It's like shotgunning. Like, could you imagine shotgunning like a sprite? No, that would be. Have that. you seen that? There's, I think there's TikToks of people trying to do that, and it is like horrible. Yeah, people are idiots. <laughs> I like the people that um, they chug. What is it? They do they chug a sprite and try not to burp? Yeah, that those those make, are fine. There was one where the dude like panics, turns around, and his garage door is like head high, and he slams into the garage door, and, like knocks himself. <laughs> out. I don't know if it was real, but God, I laughed. But I imagine that's what it's like to chug champagne that quick. I would like, imagine why so would you too. Do that because. As a 70-year-old woman, too, nonetheless. Well, that, so here's the thing. All right, and this is breaking news. I did not care for Patricia at all the first 80% of this season. I was not a Patricia fan. She bugged the shit out of me. I thought her treatment of Michael after he had a stroke was horrendous. But after her B-list fuckboy con- Ugh! 
B-list fudge boy comment. Um, <laughs> this is impossible. really possible. I want you to know that I haven't said it yet. I, look, I have a bad mouth. I can't help it. And I think I put more pressure on myself with this whole fudge thing. But um, after the B-list fudge boy comment, and then she was talking about getting shit-faced, and like, I love that that's her like, phrase now, because yeah. they were talking about it later and talking about like being drunk or... I forget what I word. I think she said high on champagne, which was kind of funny. Yeah, she said that, but they were at the dinner for Craig, and she said, I prefer shit-faced. Like, she prefers that term, so I love oh, that yeah. she's coined that. And I love that she's ripping shambongs and falling on the floor and, like, sitting down. Oh, she's like, living a good life. She is, and she's... I've come around. There was one thing that I noticed, though, that kind of creeped me out. Did you see the tree topper that she had? No. On her Christmas tree? It was some sort of Barbie doll, but it was dressed up kind of like her. Oh, no. And it was very creepy. No, I don't like that. Yeah, I was not. There was weird spiritual energy coming from that. Yeah, room. no, my, my daughter's got dolls, like, up in her room, like, in the playroom upstairs. And at nighttime, like, if I pass one by, like, I really don't like it. I'll even, I'll even shut the Yeah, no, yep. I, I will shut the door, especially with, you know, I told you about the children's drawings in my basement. Oh, oh, my God. I haven't even told Dev about this because I didn't want to freak her out. So that she's going to find out about this on the podcast. Oh, baby. Oh, boy. So I'm down here the other night. And I'm watching TV. It's like one in the morning. And I think I hear something. So my basement door doesn't like latch shut. And so it just kind of like you can shut it and it doesn't open. But there's no actual like clasp. Okay. So I'm sitting there. I think I hear something. But I'm like, ah, whatever. It's probably my house is kind of old. It like creaks sometimes. So I get up to get a drink of water. And I look and the basement door is wide open. Oh. All right. But this never happens. This has never happened before. It was the first time that it's happened. I'm actually nervous that acknowledging it right now out loud might cause this to happen more, but whatever, we're going for it. I sit back down. I shut the door. I don't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, you know what? The AC kicked on. It must have just pushed the door open. Whatever. I sit down on the couch, doing my thing, watch TV. I hear a creak, and I get up, and I shit you not, I watch this door open all the way. And I go out loud. I go, nope, nope. Absolutely not. Shut the door. There's a little old school like clasp lock on the very top of the door. Lock my basement door. Sit back on the couch, and I didn't sleep for like two hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that happened. Sorry. Well, Dave. I mean, you know me. I don't really believe in that type of spiritual energy. I'm going to talk about it again, just to bring up some weird things going on in your house. Why would you do that? I don't know. I did it last time. I, maybe I started this. I'm probably to blame. Wow. Just blame me. You did it. Yeah, probably. Um. But no, it could have just been a draft. You know, older houses, a little draft coming through, blowing things open. Just I hope keep so. That, keep that locked. Look, all I did, once again, is say, you guys do your thing, I'll do my thing, and we, you know, you can make a bang every now and then. Like, if you want to creak a door open, that's fine. If that's the extent of it, we're cool. Just, like, don't escalate, because I can't handle that shit. No. But anyway, back to the creepy doll in the tree <laughs> and shambongs. Let's get back to happy stuff. Craig ends up calling Naomi. Uh, he takes Paige's advice and invites her back to the party and um, apologizes. Like, actually, I felt like that was a heartfelt apology. Mm -hmm. And whether it was, you know, he meant it or not, like, he made the effort to make it sound like he meant it, at least. So she agrees to go to the party, which I think is the right decision as well. I think that really what I, at least what I'm taking away from all of these scenes, and we've seen it earlier in the season, when Paige is around with Craig, he's way more even-tempered. He has his bearings in a lot of situations that he usually doesn't. As soon as she leaves, he goes off the wall. And especially with Naomi. I mean, other things, get some fights with Austin and Shep and whatever. But when Paige is around, she kind of helps him sway in the right direction. And it, she's essentially his rock. 
So that, I think that's why it's so pleasant to watch the two of them together because you get the best of Craig. And you know Craig's a good dude, but he has his moments. And when Paige is around, he brings out those good moments all the time. And I think that's what this was. So yes, I thought it was heartfelt. I don't think he would, obviously would have done it if Paige didn't recommend it. But it was still nice to see. And you can see Naomi still has like trepidations about it. And she's like, I don't, I don't really know what to think. I don't really want to go. But all of my friends are going, so I might as well go. Yeah. You just get Madison just kind of sitting there. And she did a couple things during this episode. It's just like... She <sighs> had a terrible, terrible finale. Yeah, she's sometimes brutal to watch. And she didn't get a whole lot of screen time this year, which is good. By the way, she follows us now, for now. So she may not after this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if she actually listens, but she might just see the podcast or the, the snippets, which is fine. Maybe she sees it, maybe she doesn't. Maybe she wants to golf with us. You know, we talked about that earlier in the season. Yeah, we'll, we'll eat our words if you beat us in golf. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it's, it really is this whole episode just gearing towards Craig's party. And bef- just before we get to the party, we have a sit-down with Shep and Taylor, mm-hmm. where I thought the editors did a great job of tricking us on this. It seems like Shep was getting to the point where he was maybe saying, I want to be fully committed to you. Maybe he has a promise ring up his ass that he's going to pull out and give it to her. I don't know. And then it just gets right back to what we talked about last week. I want you to quit your job. Take $30,000 from my bank account. Let's just go travel. Quit your job. We'll go have some fun somewhere. Blah, blah, blah. And you know Taylor's sitting there like, what is he about to say? Is he about to propose to me? Like That has to be going through her mind, right? The way that he brought it up and the way that he was talking and the way that he was fumbling over his words and he was nervous about it she's got to be sitting there like oh my god he's finally going to do this he wants you to quit your job and go traveling the world with him because and he says it's nice to just get away from all of this i want to get away from everyone i want to get away from all of this and just go travel the world with you because that's a good big test for us they're two years into the relationship you still have big tests what are you doing i had so many fucking problems with this scene yeah first and foremost how fucking far can you get around the world on 30k honestly i know it's a lot of money i'm not downplaying that 30 grand is not two people to get you all around the world to go to all the there's no fucking way that 30 grand's enough especially for how he's living there's no way so that's my first issue is the numbers all right we love numbers here that's my first problem problem number two the way that he went about this like you said, and built it up into this big thing, this big reveal. Every single person that you have told about this plan has told you it's a fucking terrible idea, fudging terrible idea. So for you to build it up like you have this big surprise for just goes to show you Shep is in his own world. He listens to his own thoughts. He never thinks about what anybody else has to say, and he doesn't take any input on situations. He really thinks that this is like some big ta-da where she's going to be like, oh my God, of course I'll quit my job. Of course I'll give up my independence. Of course I'll give up major parts of my life to go follow you around the world and so you can treat me like shit. By the way, I'm jumping to it right now because fuck Shep and not saying fudge, fuck Shep because when it gets to the end scene where it goes over like what everybody's doing now, the minute that they get back to Charleston, everything falls apart. So now she has quit her job. You broke up. We get a clip from the reunion where she's talking about how many girls he cheated on her with. 300. 300 whores, <laughs> according to her. So funny. And it's just, it's a fucking joke. It really pissed me off. Like, Shep, it was so irresponsible for him to even ask. And for him to ask in that fashion, 
was just it was so dumb and it i hate it i hated all of it you happy you got that out well i'm just happy one of these an episode well because he doesn't stop dude it's like non-stop and then he plays this card that like he knows better and because he's a sweet guy like it's not a problem like just because you're nice when you want to be and a dick every other time does not make you a good dude how you act and how you treat people makes you a good dude and you treat people like shit you treat the girl that you love like an asshole so no I will have one of these every time I see him on the screen because I will not stop. Yeah, I mean, I, moving forward, I just hope that Taylor's done enough with the other friends and enough for the cameras that she'll remain on the show because I think she is a good presence on the show. Obviously, Shep's going to have to stay. He's one of the OG Southern Charm people, and people really do like him. Maybe as we get single Shep, he'll be a little more tolerable. He'll be sort of like a hybrid of what he is now and Whitney. So you're going to oh. hate him. No, and yeah, bet you're gonna he's got him. a new girlfriend by next season. I'll bet you that right now. I'll bet you a round of golf that he he's got might. a new girlfriend next I'll season. I'll take that. Yeah, I like round of golf for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it just is what it is. And we talked about it at nauseum at this point. I'm happy they're split. Happy they're done. It's better for Taylor. It's Taylor, better for go Shep, live too. your it's life. For both of them. Just go away from each other, but still be on the same show because I still kind of want to see that dynamic. But anyway... Craig's party. Craig's party. Craig's party. I'm proud of Craig, man. So am I. And they said, you know, I think it was Austin who said, you know, could you imagine doing this two years ago? No chance in hell. They flashed through all the people that doubted him. It's like, this is a moment for your haters. And you don't even have to do anything. All you have to do is just have a nice party, show up, have a nice speech. And you don't even have to point out all the people that doubted you the entire time because they will know deep down that they doubted you the whole time. He should have had a fucking seating chart. He 100%. Jesus. Look, anybody planning a big event, you must have a seating chart. Like, it's number one, yeah. first and foremost. Yo, Don't give people the option to go sit where they want because you're going to get people alienated. Yep. It was a recipe for disaster. I knew it was going to pop off. And, I mean, it has to anyway because it's the season finale. Mm-hmm. But that was clearly the caveat that was going to make it happen. But back to just Craig having this, like, comeuppance moment with everybody. I, I can't imagine having a moment like that with the people that like have said mean things or doubted you or put you down. Like for Naomi to walk into that party must have been the best part of it. Just like flashing to that scene of like, I can't take you seriously when you're sewing. Like I, I go back to that all the time. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm coming around on Naomi, I'm like, no, that was, that's so deeply rude to say to somebody about something that they care about and they're passionate about. So like, I loved watching her walk in and just like, yeah, in your face. Like, Good for you, Craig. I will say, I mean, there was a couple of things that happened during this, and we can kind of just touch on them. Catherine finally shows up. There's a lot of things surrounding Catherine and what's going on with her life. I think she just wanted to kind of like be away from the show for a little while. It sounds like the uh, her relationship with Caleb was a little more tumultuous. Yeah, it may have been. It may have been physical. It may have been whatever. That's horrible. So completely excusable to get out of the show for a 100%. while. 100%. Hope she comes back because she brings a really fun element to the show. You know show. what? I didn't know I missed Catherine until she wasn't on the show. Yeah. And when she was not there, I was like, oh man, you know what? I would love to have Catherine. 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 I would love to have Catherine here to have her input because she's that person you need to like jump in and be like, oh no, 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 no. What yeah. did you say? And like drop that hammer. So like I, I missed her presence. No, exactly. And other than, you know, Catherine showing up finally, we get Leva coming back and this is the thing about Leva. We talked about this before. She has a show that's going to be a lot like Vanderpump, where it circles around her bar restaurant that she has in Charleston. 
I don't think she cares about Southern Charm anymore. She even said it earlier. She said, I don't even know why I'm friends with half of these people. I'm not really friends with these people. Why am I here? This is the dinner from hell, blah, blah, blah. She doesn't really care about her inner workings on this show because she has her own show. So she finds her way to, you know, obviously not go on vacation with them the week before. She doesn't go to Old Brass. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. She doesn't care anymore. She went to Old Brass, but she left like... Oh, right. She left... Exactly. So she left that night. She just... She's in a much different position than a lot of them because a lot of them need that show. That's what they're doing. That's their life, especially Shep. So to see her just kind of throw things out the window because she doesn't care kind of sucks for the show. It was brutal to watch her, honestly. Like, I, she walked in with such a chip on her shoulder. Like, yeah. the minute she walked in, it's like, dude, if you can't swallow whatever issues you have going on right now for Craig's sake to, like, walk in there, first of all, what really pisses me off about Leva I get that she's a successful businesswoman. She has multiple restaurants in Charleston. She's doing very well for herself. That's awesome. Good for you. You are not the queen of all business. Like you yeah. do not know more than everybody else in the room just because you have successful businesses. Other people in the room can be successful as well. And she seems to take on this like arrogant air about her where she knows better than everybody else there. She knows how businesses work better. She knows how to do things better. And like I've heard a couple of comments throughout the season and then tonight it was so blatantly obvious that like my entire perception of her from beginning to end has gone in a complete 180 i was a yeah, big fan of Eleven in the beginning too. and like by the end after this episode i was like dude and it might be because you're phoning it in but look it's the season finale put up with the shit and then you can move on to your show and pull an lvp and like leave and just have your own thing that's fine i don't give a shit but like for her to phone it in on this episode and just be a total dick to Craig the whole time was brutal to watch. Honestly, it wasn't even funny. It wasn't no, fun. it was. And when they showed scenes from next week, last week, I thought she was talking to his business partners about like a business venture that she was using that as an opportunity to like snake in there. And I'm already thinking, I mean, we have podcasts, so I'm already thinking, all right, how do I feel about that? Cause from a business standpoint, you're talking to investors, you know, yeah. you take any opportunity you can to do that. That's not what she was doing. No. She was just ragging on Craig because she didn't sit at the table. She didn't have a seat at the table with everybody else. She was bitter. She was throwing a hissy fit. Craig was right. She was sitting in the corner throwing a hissy fit. Anytime that somebody looked over, she rolled her, rolled her eyes. She flipped out. She was bitching about it to Naomi, who already had an issue with Craig. She's bitching about it to everyone else. No one cares, Leva. Just suck it up. Eat your dinner. And you know what? The dinner is like the shortest portion of it. I Get know. back up and then go dance and have fun. And one of those or cha- leave. One of those chairs will vacate eventually, and you can move over there and talk to your friends. But it was it was that chip on her shoulder. She said earlier on, Craig's talking with his business partner, and Lev is there, and like they're all kind of like having a little chat. And Craig's like, "Yeah, I could drive her nuts because like I come up with the ideas, and she helps me take my ideas and make them real." And Leva like condescendingly laughs, like, oh, 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 "Craig, you know the ideas are the easy part." And Craig's like. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm well aware. What are you talking about? I built a, an entire company around an idea that was not easy because none of you supported me along the way. So I wish he said that. That would have been great. That's he just probably- he couldn't find the words to do that. And yeah, it was completely condescending. And she, it's funny because when the party started, before the party started, when Paige and Craig went there talking to his business partner Amanda, he said, "Oh yeah, with this crew, you never know what you're going to get. I'm happy there's two bars here. I'm happy about this or that or whatever." You can tell that his business partner is a little uneasy because the cast is coming. You oh, can yeah. tell like out of oh, the my gate. God, yeah. are we really going to make like a, a circus out of this? This is your 
winter ball. This is your gala. This is your coming out party. This is your company just turned a big profit for the year and you want to celebrate and give back to your employees. Are you really going to make us like the sideshow to this circus that's coming through? You, you can tell it 100% when she's thinking that. And to have this happen, as soon as Leva goes over there and she crouches down, she's talking. I just want to go talk to Amanda. And what was the other guy's name? Phil? I don't fucking know. I don't know. Bill. But whatever. So or Jerry, I think it was. So she wants to sit there and talk to the two of them about Craig and bitch about Craig. Craig doesn't know what he's doing. Craig's doing this. Craig's doing that. Craig's thought, a real problem. Like, I thought what? Craig's response to that, he didn't raise his voice. Nope. He just told her to leave, told her that she was throwing a hissy fit the whole time. If she was sitting there and actually having a normal conversation with them and he did that, kind of screwed up. I get story, it. yeah. But she wasn't. She was actively talking shit on Craig to his business partners, making him look bad. And he turned around and told her to leave. He said, if this is what you're going to do, if this is how you're going to act, you have to leave. Craig's 100% in the right. You can hear Craig, or Paige behind him. Paige is the one that called it out. She was oh, yeah. Craig and that's like, rude. looks over. Yep. Like, that's really rude. And I'm really glad that he called her out. I'm glad he kicked her out. It sucks that his business partners had to be there to see him, one, have to kick her out, and two, listen to somebody... I can't imagine, even if I hated somebody, going up to his investors and business partners and talking shit on them at no his chance. event. Like, are you kidding me? I don't care how bad a person was. I would never cross that line. No. And then who knew in the background that there was something else brewing? Oh, this is my favorite That Olivia part. is sitting there. She's super uneasy. She hates all of this. She doesn't like when people are talking shit on each other. She doesn't like the pettiness. Madison is living for this loving this moment she's also she, commenting on people's looks and she was stuff. commenting on leva's leva's looks i think i forget exactly what she said but she essentially said that she was dressed up uh, what she did said she, slutty she said she was dressed she up said, slutty. Like, but it was it was a terrible attempt at a pun about christmas and throwing sluts and i don't get it but madison's there living for this and olivia overhears her like oh that was so much fun that was great get the fuck out of here bye see you later you gotta leave Olivia goes, you know what? It was really nice talking to you. I got it. No, I'm out of here. And Madison's like, well, fuck you. Like, no, you forget. You missed the part where she called her a bitch. Olivia called Good. Madison a, oh, 100% because she was being a bitch. But Somebody she, has the subtitles on. I had the subtitles hey. on. Hey, <laughs> finally. And that takes us back to one of my favorite franchises, Roslick. We're in Salt Lake City again. Rolling with the Roslick, huh? Yeah, we're just going to do that for all of them. So just right. buckle up. It's a thing now. Just deal with it. Um, so episode two for you. How did you. What do you think? I definitely like it. Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah. It's a good, good cast of characters. It is a good, good cast of characters. It's such a different element than the other Housewife shows that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, and we'll get to this at the end. But case in point, their therapy session actually went how it was supposed to go. Yeah, that's a really good point. Very weird. Uh, everybody sat there. Mm -hmm. They didn't just start laughing and make a mockery of it. Meredith was late. Well, yeah, whatever. Who gives a shit? Four of the five were there, took it seriously, and got what they wanted out of it. That is more than every other therapy session I've ever seen on a Housewife show combined. Yeah, no, at 100%. They got... They all got some resolution there. I'm excited well, you, to talk about that scene with you. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into that. I've got some, some good <laughs> points, know. actually. Um, but we pretty much start out with Jen Shaw and her mom. And I'm just going to say it right now. Watching Jen for this whole season, knowing that she pled guilty, 
is going to be fun. We said it last week, but like it paints these scenes in such a different picture because she has now pled guilty to all of these things, but she's holding on to this innocence. And she's talking to her mom. She's having like a little bit of a meltdown and she's talking about how this is affecting coach, how this is affecting her kids. That shit is really sad. That is sad. All right. Like I, I feel for her family there. Okay. Let's not forget. She took all of her mom's money for this trial or for that jacket that she wore in to the courthouse, but whatever. Is that this season's or? Uh, this season's Prada or Gucci or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> She sits there and talks about how this affects her family. In the back of my head, all I can think about is if you cared about them, you wouldn't have defrauded a ton of people out of their money. You're concerned about ruining your family's life. Meanwhile, you have ruined other people's lives. Well, I, all right, so I'm going to twist this a little bit. Oh, boy. I think she was thinking of her family's well-being while defrauding all of these people. Bullshit. Because she could support them financially through the money she was frauding. That is then go support no. Her I'm just saying this is probably how she was thinking because if oh, you get that's twisted, not your stance. No, hell no. Oh, I was Jeez. gonna say, Woo. dude, what are you talking about? Whoa! I th- <laughs> look. We were about to have to have a serious off mic discussion about our future together because I don't align with your moral compass. I'm just saying, if we get big <laughs> enough, we can defraud anybody we want. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why um, would you put that on the air? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do think that that's how it. Because nobody starts off with those ill intentions it probably started off as all right i got i defrauded somebody out of some money here she probably doesn't even look at it like fraud she looks at it like she won a business operation and won some money how many more times can i do that now i can set myself up at a huge nine thousand square foot mansion throw all these parties for my family make sure that everybody's well taken care of she stops thinking about the people as individuals and starts thinking about it like a business model and then starts thinking about her family. You really think that her intentions in her mind were for her family and not for herself? I'm calling bullshit. Both. This is all Both selfish. No. It's like 75-25. Look, the evidence is in the party that she threw for her husband. Uh, I think she What was that party about? That was about her. It was not about yeah. Sharif. It was not about Coach. It was about her. Right. That shows you who she is. Period. Dot. Fair. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But we watched that whole scene. She cries about getting bullied by people online, which can't be easy to go through. But once again, you pled guilty. So if you're guilty, then you deserve to get bullied online. You, Agreed. Yeah. So like, didn't feel any sympathy for her there. But we fast forward and Meredith is doing her best to find some other friends in this group because she has now lost Lisa. Lisa was like her little pal that would follow her everywhere, do whatever she could to please Meredith. Now she's trying to make nice with Whitney, and they haven't really vibed before. They've never even hung out, like, one-on-one. Whitney says, like, this is the first time she's been to my house. Right. They go out back to kick it, and immediately they get into the drama with, um, with Lisa. Like, Meredith starts bringing up these rumors again about Lisa trying to get Vita distributed or well, investors. I like, that, I like that she actually came with some specific instances instead of just the general gloss over like oh she's slept with everybody to try to get her product pushed that's what meredith said whitney's the one that brought receipts yeah well yeah you're you're, you are right and i don't think whitney heard anything i think that whitney's just adding to the gossip and just doing this and saying oh yeah i've heard the same thing it 
I'm going to, I feel for Lisa a bit here. And this is again, I mean, this is a fresh perspective. I didn't watch the last two seasons. So here I am just watching this with bright eyes and some hope for the future. Bright eyed and bushy tailed is the term. Yeah, there we go. I feel for Lisa because one, it's already hard enough being taken seriously as a businesswoman. I mean, let's be honest. In, especially in the Mormon community in Utah, it's probably even harder. Do you really need other women gossiping about you saying that you are exchanging sexual favors for business operations and business opportunities? Like, that's fucked up. It's really fucked up, especially considering she's mad at Lisa for saying similar things. Yeah. So you're now throwing this out there. And it's funny you said that about Whitney, because Whitney has a history of saying one thing and then acting a different way around other people. If you watch the last couple of seasons... Oh, when she starts talking to Heather later, she... It took her a while. talk about that. It took her a while. I even started to write down, Whitney's acting like she doesn't know, and then Mm -hmm. she finally says, like, I participated in it. I was like, okay, there you go. But, like, she's done that exact move in the past Mm -hmm. where she did not come clean. She just was like, oh, my God, and, like, acts like she doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, this is all leading up to this trip that they take to Scottsdale, and just one big thing that we need to touch on before we get there, because it comes up later, and this is a very sensitive subject, and we're just touching on it briefly, because it comes up when they're all there, and this is what Whitney is going through. Um, I guess that she has some memory blocks from her childhood, and things start to kind of come to light. She talks to her half-brother, I think it was, and he said he's doing like some EDMR sessions, which tries to help unlock some of these memories and he had some come back to him and it it had to do with abuse and particularly Whitney was abused when she was growing up so this is all I I guess when he said that it must have kind of stirred something up in her and she started to remember some of this stuff so she's really going through it like I thought this was a tough scene to watch just because I, I felt the emotion coming out of it like her husband was distraught too like I can't imagine I can't begin to imagine like going through that. So we get that from Whitney. So we understand, we don't understand, but we know that she's going through this. And that is kind of, I think she claims that this trip is for Jen and like trying to support their friend going through something. I feel like this is more for her to get away and like address some of this shit with her friends. I think the fact that they're going to Arizona is for Jen. And they, it was a pretty funny moment after this when they're all like, ah, I'd go to like the Maldives or Cabo. Jen's like, USA all the way, baby. <laughs> it's oh, like dude. such a funny little edit setup. And I agree. I think that this was, yeah, obviously Jen does need something to kind of help her get through what she's going through. And at this point, they don't know that she's definitely guilty. And they're under the impression that she's, or at least believing her that she's innocent. Yeah, they're giving her, her the innocence. innocent until proven guilty. Right. That's fine. And yeah, I, I do agree. I think that Whitney needs this escape and this, this I guess, spiritual adventure if you will for herself as much as jet needs it so it it is mutually beneficial i still applaud it i mean i still think whitney's being a good friend to jen but also she wants to be around her friends while she goes through this to try to like figure out what she wants to do next and i appreciate that and i think that she's she's on the right path yeah and you know kudos for being able to speak about it on national television but um that takes us to the trip we get to the trip whitney and lisa get there early and they're kind of shooting the shit out by the hot tub and uh, we're finally in Scottsdale, dude. You got your Real Housewives of Scottsdale, technically. Oh, You can put yeah. an asterisk on this one. Real Housewives of Scottsdale for the time being. Um, but they're outside, and Lisa's just trying to dig in and find out what Whitney and Meredith talked about. Now, 
I wish you had more of a background on the Lisa Meredith relationship. They do a pretty good job of putting it in there. That's good. Some of it anyway, like the flashbacks. So you could have a grasp of yeah, like, yeah. and I really, I, I actually didn't see this coming, but like I came to a full like realization when Meredith was coming to her, or sorry, when Lisa was coming to her realization that like what she was letting go of was abandonment. Yeah. And like that made so much sense about her relationship with Meredith because Meredith isn't always that nice to her. Even when they were friends, she was kind of a bitch to her like frequently. So Mm -hmm. I never understood why Lisa was always chasing after her, trying to like make things right. Lisa would apologize no matter what happened. Lisa was always on the apology end of things. Mm -hmm. Like she was just trying to follow her around. And she says like, I'm so close with my sisters. And I was like, oh my God, it's all like, I'm starting to figure it out. She thought of Meredith as her sister figure. And to have her, like, not be able to settle things really fucked her up, fudged her up. Oh, this is Salt Lake City. I really need to say fudge. Yeah. She fudged her up. And, like, I, I thought watching her come to this realization was actually kind of a weirdly powerful moment for me. I was like, wow. Yeah. It kind of, it makes sense now. It, made, it helped me make sense of two seasons of this stuff. I was like, okay, I get it now. It makes sense to me. So... That was my little epiphany I had, thanks to the, the Roslick ladies. Well, there you go. And, and I do, I mean, I look at these scenes so differently, just with housewife yeah. backgrounds and trying to understand where everybody's coming from. It did seem like, I mean, we had the back-to-back scenes of Whitney with Meredith, talking to Meredith about everything, getting the dirt. Now she's sitting there with Lisa getting more dirt. Mm-hmm. I, it seems like Whitney's just kind of building this up. Mm-hmm. And she said it, you know, I... I haven't really had one-on-one time with either of them because they're all, they were always together in the past. This is the first time Meredith came to my house, whatever. She's now with Lisa alone. She takes the opportunity to get there early with just Lisa because the five of them flying on a plane together doesn't seem like a good idea. That is true, but she's taking the opportunity to hear Lisa's side of it so that she can kind of... And look, she might be doing it for dirt reasons, like I just said. Or she might be doing it so that she can form her own opinion on what's going on. Try to weigh the pros and cons and weigh each side to figure out, okay, who do I support more in this situation? Because I'm not really that close to either of them. So let me try to figure out where I want to be and where my stance is going to be. So either way, I think I support Whitney. I don't know. I just kind of talk myself into it. I think I support (laughs) Whitney. I really don't know. But did you notice when the two of them showed up, they got drinks right away. When the three showed up after that. No drinks. What gives? Was that your big thing that you noticed that I didn't notice? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Okay, that's good. coming. Because I was that was really disappointing. No, 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 I didn't coming. notice that. But maybe the staff was getting the charcuterie boards ready. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so they weren't available to give them drinks. But that takes us to what I wanted to talk to you about. What did you think about the spiritual healing with the shaman? So, I, t- I mean, I touched on it earlier. This is the first time we've actually gotten it in the past. I mean, they tried it on Jersey. That was never going to work. No It just shot. wasn't ever going to work. Then they tried it again earlier this season, which seems like six seasons ago in Beverly Hills. Earlier this season, Erica and Kyle tried it. Mm-hmm. And it ended up, there were jokes flying about dongs and whatever. <laughs> yeah. So we never got through it. I mean, they were just, I don't know. There was another one where they were just like hitting the big dong gong. <laughs> the dong gong? And the dong gong. And everybody was laughing about it and just saying, like, I, I can't take this noise, whatever it was. I think it may have been Dubai. I don't know. They tried on every show. This is the first time it's been successful. I think it's 
like these women are way more in touch with their religious and spiritual side that's true. than everybody else that's because they have true. ties to their actual religion where everybody else is kind of just living their own life and doing things for themselves. These people are way more of a community. They're way more in touch with what's going on. So I think that that is a good recipe for it to work out. I thought it was okay, surprisingly. Now What? Yeah. Wow. Now, would I do it? No, absolutely not. But I thought that this was okay for what was going on. I didn't really mind watching it. I thought it was kind of nice. I thought there were some touching moments. Meredith showed up late, right? Yeah, she did. So she is sitting there getting makeup done. Talking to her robot talking husband. Talking to her robot husband <laughs> who was wearing what, Steel? Oh, no, I did miss it. I was so confident I would have seen it. He had a pullover for a football team. Do you know what football team he was wearing? If it's the Eagles, I'm The Cleveland that. Browns. <laughs> oh, no. So we had Scottsdale. We had Scottsdale and Cleveland, Cleveland in the same episode. Oh, my God. I was ecstatic. How were you right about that? I didn't know what to do. Oh, my God. With my hands. What? I was, I, I don't even know how to describe the moment. But it was incredible. I'll give you props, dude. It we was had, wild. He made this fucking Real Housewives of Scottsdale and Real Housewives of Cleveland joke. Like, we were like three episodes in, I want to say. This was forever ago. Yeah. And I, it we, actually came to fruition in Salt Lake. Who saw it During coming? a spiritual awakening. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> a real spiritual awakening. Yeah, if that doesn't make you believe, I don't know what will. <laughs> But what did you, all right, so you asked me what I felt about the, the spiritual awakening. How did you feel about it? I liked it, but I liked that kind of stuff. Like, I would do that. I think that that would be helpful, whether you believe in that stuff or not. I think it's always good to, like, address your issues in a calm environment, especially focusing on breathing. Yeah, breathing and breathing practices are super important and very good for you. So I think that I would enjoy doing that. Do I believe that the cacao has a spiritual connection? Not necessarily. Is it? Not that surprising and too disgusting that Lisa enjoys drinking hot cacao. No, it wasn't surprising, but gross. Cacao is disgusting. I like the nibs. You ever try the nibs? Yeah, those are fine. Yeah, I put the nibs on top of the smoothie. It's, yeah, it's you, yeah, so if you combine it with something, sure, but I can't eat a handful of those. I probably could. That's, not, that's weirdly not surprising, yeah. either, to be honest uh, with you. Yeah. If, I, if I had to pick one of my friends that would like cacao, you would be the one. Yeah, all right. You can take I don't know if I'd be able will. to like... You can take that how you will. I don't think I'd be able to melt it down and drink it in a hot cocoa. Well, form. we're going to have to try this now. Uh, I have cacao here. You have a, a gong dong? I don't have a, a dong gong, but I have cacao. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'll try it out. We can try to Amazon a dong gong. All right, that works. Just a little one. You know, a don't one. Google it, though. Some weird shit might pop up. Dong.com. <laughs> Dongong.com. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see that. That's the perfect transition to Rob Huh. Here we are. We are back in Beverly Hills, the last of this season. And I cannot tell you how refreshing it is to say that. I feel emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually exhausted. It's I got, been a challenge. I've got nothing left in the tank. It, it's been. Like, because you guys at home need to understand, while we do this once a week, our whole entire week is consumed by reading up on this stuff, like learning about this stuff, researching this stuff. Like my whole life for the past 22 weeks has been Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and it's not been that easy to watch. So I've been through it. You've yeah, been through it. Yeah, we've been through it. And I don't know. It's looking back. We talk about it all the time. It seems like the first, second episode, whatever happened, 
seems like years ago. That was it's two years ago. Crazy. We've been doing this for five years. And there like. wasn't like one main storyline that got us through. There were like four or five main storylines that weren't that big that they made so much bigger than they needed to be. Yep. And I just don't know what, why they did this. Like, why was this 22 episodes Why long? did you do this to us? Why didn't they make... I, Southern Charm's over. Southern Charm was started like five or six episodes in, maybe even later, and it's over yeah, already. Like, I know. And we're good. Yeah. I'm fine with that. It was I'm perfect. Happy. I don't need any more. I didn't need any less. I was good. We, we could have done the same thing with this. I don't... I don't know. I just hope that they don't do this in the future because... All the reviews are terrible. Everybody hates this. It doesn't matter because the ratings are through the roof. Yeah. I mean, that's I guess what that's matters. Good for reviews us, but... don't matter. Ratings matter. True. It's a business, baby. But we made it to the season finale. Um, we start out. I actually love that we started out with Garcelle's throwing a Birkin party. Yeah. It's like such a good cherry on top to the end of this season because at her birthday party, like two months prior, I think, um, she talked about how the Birkin cake she had is the only Birkin she'll ever have. So I had an inkling that we might get a Birkin purchase by Garcelle, and I was thrilled, and I'll just say it now, that we got to see that come to fruition because she deserves a Birkin after the season. She yeah. deserves the most expensive Birkin on that rack this season. Well, look, I'm going to say, what was it, $13,000? Not that bad for a bag. Not that bad for a Birkin bag, yeah. honestly. I no, thought I'd that they were that. way more expensive than that. Well, I, I think they were, some they of them, they were refurbished, that. which I don't really understand how that works. I, well, that's I know weird. electronics are refurbished, but Well, no, bags? you can refurbish leather, like clothing or leather. I guess. I just never shoes. thought about it like that. Well, expand your mind, man. No. <laughs> nope. I'm going to be like this forever. Yeah. You get along with Shep. <laughs> um, well, that's confusing if they're less when they're refurbished, because I'm under the impression that a Birkin is like an investment. They get better with age. That's what I thought, too, but. I don't know. Maybe they flooded the market. We don't know. Who the hell knows? We We're just we talking about now. <laughs> Everyone starts arriving. She borrowed Patrick. Um, usually works for Kathy Hilton, I guess. And Patrick was there. Patrick was delightful. He's great. He needs to be on the show way more. Absolutely. He would have made this season 10 times more enjoyable. That dude was hysterical. He had great one-liners. He had great timing. And he was very complimentary of all the ladies. So Patrick needs more airtime, I Agreed. believe, to make this show better. Yeah. Um, but we get... This conversation between Kyle and Garcelle. Garcelle doesn't know what happened at all in Aspen. Like she has no idea. I don't know. See, this is this is where I don't buy these things. Fair. They know what happened. They have heard. I mean, it's been in the press at this point a couple different ways. They have definitely talked about it. So when Garcelle does this, I don't know if it's because it's a show and she just wants to do this, or if she's playing dumb so that she can get the story out of Kyle. Kind of like what we talked about with Whitney and Salt Lake. If she's just trying to get the story from all the different sides before she makes her opinion. That's fair because she does reference later that she has talked to Kathy. Yeah. Because so she's she close knows. with Kathy. So I would imagine that she knows more than she's letting. That's a fair point. But I will say, I don't know if Garcelle is going to use that as ammo. I think she's more just trying to whereas, formulate an opinion. Whereas I think that Whitney was doing it to cause shit and get the dirt. Whereas you have talked yourself into being a Whitney supporter I don't right know. out of the gate. Um, but. I do think that Garcelle is doing it for genuine reasons. Okay. Will she bring it up later? Like, obviously she will because that's what she does, and we appreciate her for that. Like, she's going to call for out sure. the group. But I don't know if it's, like, malicious intent. But um, Kyle says what we already know is that after last week and that apology, like, Kyle just wants to move on. Like you said, you referenced it last week. Um, she said, that's the best I'm going to get. 
and that's fine because I need to remain in her life. She needs to remain in mine. She references Paris and Nikki. Yes. Are the daughters and like, they're like little sisters to her. She doesn't want to lose that relationship. Like there's a lot more at play here. And that's why this episode got under my skin so much with Rinna because you're fucking with way more than yeah, it's a family. Just yeah. let the family deal with it. Exactly. Stay the hell out. And like, I think Garcelle talks about it later. She's like, you're going to cause a rift between her and her sister just because you can't let this shit go. Like you don't understand what you're doing to an entire family, not just Kathy and Kyle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not just some real housewives bullshit, but like Kathy's whole family. Right. So I think that, I think Garcelle's right to dig a little bit. I think it, we need to bring this to the forefront in an attempt to like move on even for Kyle's sake. You know, I, I know that we haven't been big Kyle fans this season, but like at the same time, when families get involved, you know, I don't like real world bullshit. I don't like when it leaks into people's actual lives. I think that's not fair. That's not why we watch the show. I don't want to see her ruin relationships. Like that's not right. No. And, and I think that where Kyle's coming from, Kyle's looking for support wherever she can get it. And she's talking to the other girls because she said it before. My friends are like my sisters. Now, obviously, she's had a weird and rocky past with her sisters. So she's looked for different outlets for people that she can lean on. And she's found it within her group of friends. She knows that Garcelle will be a true friend and will protect her interest. And she's really just looking for some sort of support. And we could see that last week when Kyle is sitting between Kathy and Rinna. And Rinna's just going after Kathy, even though Kathy apologized. You can see Kyle's just looking for some sort of support. Like she doesn't know what to do. She's a deer in the headlights Mm -hmm. between her sister and one of her best friends who she considers a sister. So she can't stop it. She just does what she can to try to move it along and then moves along. And now we're still talking about this. This has got to be like a week or two later. We're still talking about this. We're still talking about this. She just wants it to go away. She can't get it to go away by herself. So she looks to who we know is the best person to go to to get these things sorted out, Garcelle. Yep. And I love to see the dynamic between everybody and how far everybody's come just this season because it's been six seasons in one. <laughs> Sutton now holds her tongue. She just doesn't say anything. I mean, you could see Garcelle comes over and starts talking about it and Sutton just gives her a look like, I'm staying the fuck yeah, out I'm of not this doing one. This. As soon no as she says chance. Erica, she goes, nope. No chance is she going to get in there. And that's fine. I love that for Sutton because she's found a way to be pleasant and kind of be copacetic with everybody while also landing support when she needs to. And going to Garcelle to do this settles it a lot of different ways. Kyle knows that she's going to bring it up. Kyle knows that she's going to make sure that everybody knows how Kyle feels because Kyle can't find the words to do it herself. So go to Garcelle. Garcelle will help you. And I love that. I think that's a good move. And I think that it shows how much respect she has for Garcelle. And you're right. Garcelle deserves all the Birkin bags because yep. she is the star of this show. She is the one that we all look to when we need something settled. Cut over to like all the girls and Sutton is talking about Bumble. She gives a Bumble alert. The Bumble. The Bumble. Yeah. She's on The Bumble. And she gives a quick warning to the other ladies um she's talking about some dude that she's been talking to for a while they've been texting calling and they were on the phone for like what like 40 minutes, minutes i think or she something? said yeah. yeah and the phone goes dead goes straight to like voicemail or something and then she texts him and it comes up green and instantly she's like i'm pretty sure that he got caught by a girlfriend or a wife yeah absolutely i was i was like waiting to see if they were going to show this man's bumble profile on tv that would and be put funny. him on blast I, I, I don't hysterical. see Sutton. I don't see Sutton, Sutton giving them 
permission to do that. I, I think either. that she she does a good job of kind of like keeping her personal life off the camera. She does. So I, I fully support that. But that was still funny, and I love it when she calls it the Bumble. The Bumble. But quickly it gets back to Garcelle sits down and she tries to like initiate this conversation and she just asks what's going on between Lisa and Kathy. Like that's, that's her question. And Lisa immediately goes into her whole spiel like, oh my God, it was awful. I was shook. I was so shook. And then it cuts to like last week. She said shook the week before she shook again. Like she says shook every chance she gets. She, she also like, said good. Like she kept saying, oh yeah, that's right. She I'm says good. it's good. I'm good. I'm good. It was good. I, it's, it's good now, whatever it's good. And I, I said it myself. I'm like, all right, say good one more time oh, and we'll yeah. believe you. I wrote good thing times five on my notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a good it's, thing. It was a good thing. It's crazy. And this is just somebody who's just stammering, not knowing what to say, kind of put on blast, not really knowing what to do. And this is what we get. Yeah. And then she immediately says, like, it's a really tricky situation. Like, Kyle just wants to move on. She's ready to move on from this. She wants to squash it. And Lisa keeps saying, like, she... She's saying that she almost understands it better than Kyle does. She's saying, it's a really tricky situation, guys. It's really tricky, and it's a really difficult situation. Like, I'm looking out for Kyle. I'm trying to do what's best for Kyle. Kyle is so uncomfortable with the conversation, she gets up and walks off. She leaves. She removes herself. And Lisa continues on and says, it's a tricky situation, guys. As if she's in Kyle's good graces at the moment. It was bizarre. It doesn't make any sense. And I just talked about this. She's not being a true friend. If you were a true friend and you weren't trying to push some sort of weird agenda, just understand you're overstepping somebody's sister. Kyle sitting there distraught, doesn't want to talk about it anymore, completely wants to move on. She got her apology from Kathy. She doesn't want to revisit it. She doesn't want to push Kathy in a different direction because she's siding with Lisa or not siding with Kathy. And Lisa's just sitting there just pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Just fucking drop it. We're done with it. Nobody wants to talk about it anymore. You're the only one who keeps talking about it. And we see it later when she sits down at Kyle's. It's crazy to me. It just doesn't make any sense. And we don't get any answers as to why she's pushing it. We just kind of have to formulate our own opinion. And now, thankfully, at least everybody else is brought in. So it's not just us sitting here going crazy over it. Everybody else gets to start talking about it. Okay, this is why I think she's doing it. This is why I think she's doing it. And once Kyle gets up and leaves that situation... Just stop talking about it. Just nope. understand that maybe, you know what? It's done. I'll just bury it and leave it. Nobody cares about you, Brenna. Nobody cares about your feelings in this situation. They just want to know what happened, and you're not telling anybody what happened. No, you're not telling anybody. And immediately after Kyle gets up and removes herself, Brenna goes into the kitchen after her to have another conversation yeah. with her. Like, there's so many points this season where I feel like I'm like going crazy. Like, I'm just losing my goddamn mind because she's like, I really hope she gets the help she needs. That she learns from this. It's like, who the fuck are you to say that about anybody else? That she needs to learn from it. That she needs to, like, grow. You have needed to grow since episode one. And this goes back seasons, dude. Like, you cannot sit there and point fingers at other people for lack of personal growth when you have made none. If anything, you have gone backwards because you're getting worse and seemingly losing your mind on social media. Yep. So for you to sit there and throw stones in your gigantic glass house is banana land. And it, it, it was hard for me to like sit there and watch it. I'm looking at Dev like, dude, is this real? I know it's reality TV, but I feel like we're not in reality anymore. <laughs> no, we're definitely not. And we see... A couple weeks ago when she said that Kathy's just jealous of the Kardashians, 
we get to see in real time that Kathy and Chris Jenner are completely fine. They're cool. Kathy posts a picture of something. Chris Jenner puts hearts on there and says, I love you. Then they have a little back and forth of posting stories about them loving each other. They're fine. So where are you, Rena? You're not in any of those posts. Which Why don't you go it, fuck off? It makes it even weirder going back to the fucking tequila thing. If they're cool, if Kathy and Chris are cool, what kind of shit are you trying to start? Yeah, it makes no sense. It was crazy to me. That's and why I'm saying like we're just going in circles, going crazy over this because we're not getting any real information. No. We're just trying to get in the head of a crazy person in Rinna. And it's, 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 it's leaving us in a very weird state. I'm flummoxed. But then we're at Kyle's party, and it's like a diamond party. She has rented diamonds from Jizzdales. What is it? I don't know, but I, I like Jizzdales. I think it's, it's something. I know the first word is jizz. But, uh, we'll just say it's for the Grace Kelly Foundation. The Grace Kelly Foundation. It's a Grace Kelly party. Homeless, not toothless. Homeless, not toothless. Um, I think they're a co-sponsor. But <laughs> <laughs> they're all getting ready for the party. Everyone's like, you know, doing their glam squad. And we get what we talked about in the intro. Our boy, Zach Peter, pops up on the screen. Oh, yeah. And I lost my mind for a second. I literally, I audibly went, holy shit. Like, Zach's on TV. I yeah. texted him immediately a picture of it, and he sent me Erica Jane, like, brushing it off her shoulder, like, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> that, was, that was a really and cool He must moment. have known it was coming, too, because I immediately looked at my fiance. I'm like, what if we just pop up there? We're just talking shit on Reddit. Yeah, come <laughs> on. Great. No, nothing. Why not? You don't ah, even have to tell us. Damn. Don't even have to yeah, pay us. We just put us up there. We need zero credit. You can just throw us up on the screen. Yeah. They'll know who we're talking about. Yeah, but everyone's at the party, and everyone's got their diamonds. Garcelle did not wear diamonds because she's going for the green look that night. But immediately, Crystal and Kyle are starting to talk, and Crystal is saying what we're all thinking. Like, this is amongst sisters. You guys need to squash this shit amongst yourselves. And this is when we get the talk about motives. What is going on? Why is this happening? Why is this a constant thing to bring up Kathy? Like... No one, even Kyle even says it, nobody in this group is clean. Like, we all do this shit, so why is this one such a big deal? What's the motive behind it? And Crystal chimes in, she's like, I I don't know, like, something's going on. But, again, you should solve this with Kathy, not with us. No, it is funny, like, looking back on these scenes and seeing that, and seeing Kyle just kind of, I guess, playing into what is the motive, what's going on here, what, why do you think this happens? Little did we know that she had that in her back pocket. I know, the what whole Kathy time. told her in the investigation later, which we'll get to. But looking back and seeing Kyle talk like this, she did not let on that she had any information. I had no idea. She was looking for answers mm-hmm. in my eyes, and to hear she had the answer. She was sleuthing. Yeah. So she was just trying to find out maybe who was connected to it, maybe who helped, maybe who didn't help, so that she can know who her true friends are and who's maybe leaking things to the press and who isn't. So I think that maybe Kyle was doing a little bit of a detective work, and I like I, it. I do, too. I, I, I'd watch that show. <laughs> detective Kyle? Kyle and Mo Detectives? Kyle and Mo Detectives. They'll probably get another Netflix spinoff, and yeah. that will be Kyle and Mo Pet Detective. Why are they pet detectives now? I don't know. Just they can't train dogs. They can't be pet it, detectives. Oh, my God. We had another moment while they're setting up for the party. We, of course, we had to have the series finale with another... Dog oh, I incident. thought you were going to talk about Jen Shaw feeding an entire like slice of deli meat to her dog. No, that's a different story. Whatever. That doesn't make me happy either. But the fact Kyle's talking to her party planner and 
I'm like, where's the dogs? And she's like, oh, they're locked in my bedroom, probably eating my shoes. Why are the dogs eating your shoes? Why are the dogs not trained to not eat your shoes, especially your closet? I would imagine each pair of shoes is over $5,000. Yeah. So don't let them chew your shoes. Train your dogs because it's the right thing to do for both you and the dog. Anyway, I digress. We're at the party and like earlier when we were talking about Crystal and Kyle talking, like maybe, and Kyle's the one that says it. Maybe this is all to take the spotlight off of Erica because she said so many shitty things. Garcelle reiterates that. She says, this seems to me like we've been talking about Erica. Now all of a sudden we're talking about Kathy. Mind you, Erica likes to make this comparison of, I went through it. You guys treated me like shit. You gave me the runaround because of like my behavior, but we can't do this with Kathy. Kathy is not on trial for these civil suits where you may or may not have been involved in defrauding people of money. That's very different than having one freak out at a nightclub. And not for nothing, everyone that's spoken on Kathy's behalf, I get that she has a lot of power and can probably get people to say certain things. Everyone said, like, this is very uncharacteristic. I haven't seen this side of Kathy. Even Rinna says that, and she's the one trying to, like, take her down. She's like, I've never seen this side of Kathy before. So we're talking about an isolated incident amongst a group of women that have multiple incidents frequently so, yeah, they don't care about you at all, Kyle. They just want to throw this shit against the wall and hope it sticks to take some of the spotlight off of their stupid shit this season. We did see that Kathy did actually send her lawyers to these publications to kind of squash anything that may have come out. Obviously, some things trickled through, but Kyle even said it that Kathy's lawyers had to go contact a couple of different people to try to squash things here and there, whatever. And it's all gossip sites, so they can kind of just run with whatever they want. It's you know, not really slander on gossip sites. They just kind of report, ooh, we had sources that said this. It's all bullshit. But we do get a little bit of that. So maybe it is true that Kathy did that to Bravo and got the footage put away. Either way, I'm still sitting here thinking that this was not really anything worse than a run-of-the-mill blow-up that we see on every Housewife show. Yeah, I agree. It's just that Kathy has more power than the other ones do. She's not a full-time member of the show. So she has a little bit of leeway with things like that. She doesn't have to do these things and she's not contractually obligated to kind of sign her life away like a lot of these people are. But we do get right after that dinner scene, they move over to the heaters and that's when we do get the full meeting of the group. And what do we always say? Things get solved when there's a full group of people sitting down and talking about it. Nothing got solved. Zero got solved. Zero got brought to the table from Rena. They sit down. And Garcelle says, like, what do you need, Lisa? She's like, I don't need anything. And she's, like, trying to say, like, why won't you accept the apology and move on? She's like, I don't need anything from Kathy. I don't need an apology. Why are you saying that? Why she you said, why, why do you have that attitude? Yeah. Why do I sense an attitude well, coming says, from you when oh, you no. talk about it? She says, who are you talking to? Yeah. Like, me? Like, yeah, you. The and one who's been talking about this for weeks? Yeah. Yeah, you. You, idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Then she said, that's when she says, I sense an attitude. And this is the therapy voice. When she gets in these weird spots, she like turns into this know-it-all that knows the situation better. And like, it's fucking gaslighting. It's trying to make Garcelle seem like she's being ridiculous for saying, yo, move the fuck on, dude. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I sense an attitude. Why? Why do you have to have an attitude, Garcelle? Why? It's so condescending. It's and, so And all Garcelle is trying to do is help her friend, Kyle who's clearly going through it. And she is, yes, asking you a very pointed question. You haven't had any issues with talking about this and making everybody know how you feel. You had to leave Crystal's party because you were so distraught, so shook, 
so, so shook, shook, so damn shook, shook it. after the Kathy thing. You had to lock yourself in a room. Oh, man, poor you. I got to go leave a party weeks later because I'm still so upset about this whole thing. But now when people want to talk about it in a big group, you don't have anything to say. You question their motives for what they're talking about. And you still haven't said what happened. No. And you know what? What she did end up saying is maybe the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. If I hold on to this, if I held on to this and I didn't speak this out, I would get sick and have cancer and die. Even Diana laughed at that in her confession. They didn't said, laugh what at the time, talking though. About? How does nobody laugh at that at the time? I don't that know. drives me crazy. There's a whole group of people there that laugh in their confessionals when it's brought back up later. If that happened, if somebody had said that in front of me, I would have been on the floor dying. I can hear your high-pitched, like, sarcastic laugh yeah. at that moment. And then probably would have yelled, that's not how cancer works. <laughs> but, like, who the fuck says something like that? Lisa does. Seriously. And everybody's like, oh, there's the days of our lives thing coming right back out. There's the most dramatic thing I've ever heard. I would get sick and die of cancer if I didn't speak my truth. You haven't spoken any truth. All you've done is talk about something that happened, but you're not giving any specifics. And you're just ruining a relationship between two sisters of which you don't deserve to be part of. No. So why don't you butt out, go back to the soap operas, get the fuck off this TV. <laughs> I don't want to see you anymore with your stupid blue gloves and whatever the hell you're wearing (laughs) i just don't want to see it anymore just get out of here are you good i'm okay (laughs) even erica says i would love to know what happened in her confessional like still still nobody wants to know like nobody knows and she claims she's doing that to protect kyle Mm -hmm. you're not protecting kyle you're making kyle look bad and you're ruining her relationship with her sister and she says it's a tricky situation guys again and kyle's like no enough of this shit and during all of this this is when garcelle brings it to the table that what i think that this is just a move to get erica out of the spotlight boom period i thought for all intents and purposes erica actually handled it fairly well yeah she she didn't blow up no i thought she's gonna explode and she actually was kind of calm about it she didn't say anything that like what she said actually made sense she's like i do you really think that this would put me out of the spotlight and then she negates everything she said because she says that Kathy Hilton doesn't have a big enough name to take the attention off of her. Yeah. Kathy Hilton. Hilton. Have you ever been to a city that does not have a Hilton in it? Yeah, I mean, that's, there's like two or three different times in this, it, just in the last like four or five episodes, that people are very tone deaf on how big Kathy Hilton is compared to them. Yeah, like she, it's a different level here that we're talking about. We're talking about international hotel chain from luxury hotels all the way to like regular hotels like stupid money so no you're not bigger than kathy hilton i'm gonna keep enunciating hilton because like get the fuck out of here erica jane girardi is not the same as hilton and that's what garcelle said mike and that's what kyle said oh kyle which was better i like actually that kyle said it yeah because kyle's finally coming to her senses and moving away from these toxic people that are just spinning this narrative that's hurting her and she's moving towards the people that are helping her. There have been people trying to help her and help other people that Kyle just has refused to move towards them. She just sticks with her friends. And you'll see, like, she moves over and Dorit kind of moves over a little bit. Yeah, but Dorit's never really going to. I know. Dorit stopped the whole thing while they went back inside and got into Kyle's ear. And she's like, you shouldn't have brought this up. Yeah, like, it, makes, you, Dorit. it makes Kyle seem like she's the one escalating the situation. I, that's what I felt when yeah, like, Dorit, Dorit was gaslighting her. I was her, like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. 
you need to pick a side here because you're balancing in between and you're leaning the wrong way as of right now. Mm -hmm. You're leaning towards the dark side. You need to be on Kyle's side here because Kyle is correct. And it, did you feel like in this episode, you kind of saw like the blinders come off of Kyle a little bit? Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. It was almost like she was like, oh, fuck. it was a fresh, it was a fresh look at Kyle. Yeah. Where she was kind of like, oh shit. Like I missed all of this. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't that great. And I think that that stemmed from her finding out where the leak came from and she addresses it to the group. Well, actually Sutton addresses it so eloquently to the group. Oh, yeah. did you leak this to the tabloids? Well, because everybody's talking about it. Like afterwards, people are quote unquote leaving, but they still have to drop off the millions of diamonds that they are millions of dollars of millions. diamonds that they have on. So they forget about all of that. They come back in. They're still talking about it, just in different factions. Erica and Rinna are about to leave, just straight up walk out. And that's when Sutton's like, are we really not going to? All right, fine. I'll go do it. Did you leak this to the press? Did you leak this to the press? They don't say anything. Rinna and Erica do not say anything to Sutton. They just walk right past her and go back into the other room to go address it with Kyle. And then Sutton just doubles down. Did you leak it? Erica says, I would have no idea how to do that. Yeah, I don't Fuck know how you. to do that. What do you mean? You I know, know how to do that, and I'm not on a reality show. You just message somebody that works for one of these companies. Yeah. It's fairly simple. Or to you have your publicist do it, or you have someone else do it. You already said the magic word. Yeah. Her publicist did leak it. It comes out that she leaked it, and Erica's defense is that, well, my publicist is Nikki's publicist, so that wouldn't make a lot of sense, which, decent rebuttal. Yeah, that wouldn't make a lot of sense. But, I thought so, too. I don't know. They, I think they, it's Rinna. I still do think it's straight think up it's Rinna. I think it's Rinna, too, honestly. I think Rinna makes the most sense. I think that Erica knows it was Rinna, mm -hmm. but I don't know if Erica was necessarily involved as far as, like, it's one of her people. I think Erica is part of this plan, this master plan. See, now, this is where I run into issues with, with Bravo filming. I wish there were secret cameras. Like, they didn't know they were quite on camera in the car, because that car ride home, if there was no camera... Ugh. I, we would have gotten the full fucking truth. I know, but there was a like, oh, you mean if they didn't know where it was? If they didn't know that there yeah, was yeah, a camera yeah. in their car going back, we would have gotten the full truth. I think you would, you would lose a lot of, this is laughable, but a lot of authenticity because the girls would definitely like censor themselves just 24-7. They already yeah. put on this like act when they're on camera. I think I'm just so extent. desperate to just know exactly what happened and we'll never know what we'll happened. never know what happened it makes it very clear that we won't know what's going to happen and like that's the most frustrating thing of it all and again i said it last week am i saying that kathy hilton's a saint no could i see her having a bad side sure i don't know like i don't know her never met her that takes us to our question portion of the show our first question comes from bridge broussard as Rinna's boss, do you agree Andy should do more to discipline her? Yeah, I, I actually said something to my fiance tonight about Andy. I think that we as a group hate when people stir the pot excessively. Yeah. And then once we get to the reunion, that's Andy's job. He just stirs the pot the entire time and tries to get as much out of them as possible, which I guess is helpful and supportive. But I don't think he's ever going to stop somebody from doing something like that. No, I don't either. I think that, yeah, he should. And hopefully he goes in on her at the reunion. But from what I've heard about the reunion, that doesn't happen. Ugh. From Tootsie Tutu, do you guys think Rinna is really this nasty or is this all for a paycheck? I think it's all for a paycheck. I think everything that she does is an act. I don't think that she is this nasty in her day-to-day -day life. No. 
but I I don't think that this is like completely out of character for her at all. I think that this is kind of who she is. Yeah, I think that she's starting. Honestly, I think she's starting to lose that line between what is the show and what is her real life. I think her social media is showing that. That's fair. From Nicole Juanita, if Lisa and Erica are pro athletes of today, who would they be? And I love this question. Oh, that's a good one. Do you want me to go first, or you want to go? I'll go first. I got Lisa is Antonio Brown. Perfect. Yep. Nailed that one. Um, Erica. I got to think about Erica. You go. You go. I'll think about it. All right. So I'm going to go. Lisa is Russell Westbrook <laughs> because he gets very angry online when people make fun of him and call him Russell Westbrook. And he tells people to stop calling him that. Great. That's call. pretty much what Rinna does. That's a great call. And Erica is Tom Brady because she is still on a reality show at the. Because she's still on a reality show with no remorse for her personal life. <laughs> wow. Putting Tom Brady on blast. Yeah, him and Giselle are getting divorced. I know, I saw. She told him not to go back and play football. He said, fuck you, Adam Schefter, for announcing my retirement. I'm coming back. That's all I got. How about you? You got anything else? No. I got it all out. I am dreading the reunion. Yeah, I just hope it's like two episodes. That would be ideal, but it's not going to be, so buckle up, partner. But uh, quick reminder for our live show next week at the Red Room in the Ukrainian Village in NYC. Um, a lot of other Bravo content creators are going to be there. Um, we're really excited. It's our first live show. So, hey, what was one of my goals when we started this little thing? Live show. Live show. So we can check one off the list. Um, the venue does have limited capacity, so if you are going, uh, I would sign up now. Sign up is available um, online, and if you cannot make it, this is being broadcasted virtually. It's like a much larger audience. There's a lot of people tuning in. The whole kind of purpose of it, again, is just to give a little Bravo Con experience to the people that can't make it to New York City. So I think there's three Bravo Lebs coming out. Just a little heads up. Um, I can't say who they are. But just know that there's going to be some Bravo peeps in the room. So if you can make it, head on out to the Red Room in the Ukrainian Village. If you can't, tune in and watch me and Shooter do our first live show. Yeah. How exciting. So make sure you tune into that. But other than that, um, follow us on Instagram at Bravo underscore bros. Follow us on Twitter at Bravo underscore bros. And follow us on TikTok at Bravo bros. No underscore, just straight up Bravo bros. But that's all I got. Bravo bros are out of here. See you next week. Bye.